The Advice Show is sponsored by Invesco. Today's professional investors are overloaded with more information than ever. At Invesco, we help professional investors see the possibilities ahead by cutting through the noise to the ideas that matter. Visit Invesco.com to see how. Invesco. Let's advance together. Capital at risk. Hello and welcome to the Advice Show podcast, bringing you UK and global insights into the financial planning profession. My name is Laura Perkis. I'm the news editor here at CityWire, New Model Advisor. And today I'm speaking to Tom Skinner and Emma Walker, who are the co-founders of advice firm Barnaby Cecil, uh, about the tapered annual allowance and its ongoing impact on doctors. Hello both. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you both doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Same, really well. Yeah, I had a nice weekend seeing family that I hadn't seen for over two years that was yesterday and that was really nice to see everyone all the little ones didn't know anybody's name good so for anyone who doesn't know Barnaby Cecil obviously we've had you in before and we know a lot about you guys but for anyone who doesn't can you tell us a bit about your client base and the kind of work that you do we predominantly work with three types of clients, doctors, digital execs, and creatives. So three very different types of people, um, very interesting work. And we help them to find their balance and calculate their balance between living for today and saving to, for tomorrow. So using technology and a financial planning process called WealthMap, we help them to understand how each of their financial um, uh, decisions in life are interlinked. Uh, when we help them to understand their bigger picture. Brilliant. So you do work a lot with doctors. That's kind of what I'm going to focus on today. So I want to talk a bit about the tapered annual allowance. Uh, we, we talked to you about this a few years ago, um, I think in 2019. Uh, so I was wondering, you know, what's going on now? Have things improved since then? What's changed? Yeah, so um, tapered annual allowance was introduced originally in 2016-17 tax year. Um, and originally the, the kind of thresholds that they used for the threshold income and the adjusted income um, were set quite low and, and affected um, many doctors. Um, whereas in the 2021 tax year, um, those um, figures have now increased uh, with the threshold income now being 200,000 and the adjusted income being 240,000. And so um, this is now affecting less doctors. So there has been an improvement. Um, however, when it comes to the annual allowance, um, so, so many people are, are still being hit by it. And, and that really is coming about because um, doctors are currently in, in two schemes. So they're in their original scheme, which would be either the 1995 or the 2008 scheme. And then many of them have transitioned over to the 2015 scheme. Right. So focusing on that a bit, why, why does it specifically seem to affect doctors more, more so than other people? Yeah. So the, they, they often get called in to do extra work and extra shift. And it, and it has helped greatly now that the threshold starts at 200,000. And that's after pension deductions. So most of them are retaining their 40,000 annual allowance. But that only means that it covers often the growth in one scheme. So the 2015, the new scheme that they're members of, they might have growth of, say, between 33 and 38,000 a year. And then if their salary, uh, their pensionable pay increases, they also then get growth in the older scheme, the 1995 scheme. And it's those two combined that are causing them an issue. So whereas historically they would have a tapered annual allowance that might 
drop down from 40,000 down to 10,000 or somewhere in between. And any year would catch them out and they'd have a tax charge. Uh, the, the current situation is that any year where they have an increase, um, it's, uh, it's catching out. So in, in a normal year where there's, where there's not much happening in their pay, uh, they should be okay, but they're still having, uh, getting caught with a fairly sizable tax charge for any increase in their pay. It's, it's specifically doctors and, and anyone um, in a defined benefit scheme because they don't have that control and they don't know in, in advance because of the fact that it's their annual allowance is based on the, the growth of their benefits in you know from one year to the next whereas you know for, for my pension scheme for your pension scheme it will be you know we put in x amount and that's what the annual allowance is is you know what we've put in in a monetary way whereas for them it's growth and so that's a lot harder to control and to project like you know predict in advance Right. So, so I wanted to talk about this because a couple of weeks ago, I saw that the, the chair of the BMA in Scotland, I think it was, had said that there was an exodus of consultants and doctors in Scotland. But then um, he said it was also happening ac across the UK. Um, so and he said it was a this was still one of the most pressing issues reported by consultants. So, I mean, is that something you're seeing, particularly at the moment? I think it's one of the reasons that the, the, the calculations have become so complex that many um, are either leaving the scheme or or leaving the profession um, for fear of falling foul of a tax charge, or they um, have reached the maximum amount that they can pay without occurring additional tax charges, and they feel that um, remaining um, in the scheme is no longer equitable to them. We don't see many clients when they talk to us, say that that's, that's, the, that's the only reason in isolation that they have decided to retire. The top three reasons that we get are working conditions and pressure and strain of the job. Fatigue being the second uh, and things like on calls where they work over weekends, they work long nights, um, taking them longer to recover, recover from. And then just generally the job not being the same as it used to be. So not feeling that they can spend as much time with patients um, and um, just the, the, yeah, the, the, the level of admin uh, involved in the, role, in the role. And then if you add then the complexity of the, ta of the, of the tax position, many feel that, uh, that uh, the time has come to, yeah, to, to consider other, other ventures outside of medicine. I'm playing devil's advocate here for a second. Um, we get a lot of comments of people saying, you know, why should doctors be treated differently to anyone else? And, um, you know, everyone has these kind of pressures. So, so what are your thoughts on that as you deal with doctors a lot and these are your clients? I think that, that that's a fair comment. Why should anyone be treated differently? But it is, as Emma mentioned, it's a different scheme. And so anybody in mostly working in the private sector has a defined contribution scheme. So they have much more control over their level of um, the level of contribution. It's easier to predict. And in addition to that, public sector um, work, the workforce in general in the NHS has had a, a, had a pay cut in real terms of between 30 to 40% over the last decade because of austerity. And that directly translates then into the pension they receive because it's a final salary or career average pension. And therefore, if, you're, if you reduce their pay comparatively and in real terms on one side of that scale, then it reflects directly into the pension. So if you're then taking an extra... 5% here, an extra 15% there from the pension due to the taxation, then you're attacking that same worker from, from, from various angles. And if you're a doctor or you're a paramedic or you're a nurse, you are essentially then in a monopoly, in effect, because you can't take your skills and, and services elsewhere. So 
it, then I suppose we get more sort of philosophical about what we want, what as a, as a country we want um, our public sector to provide to us. Um, and do we want these people to be remunerated correctly and fairly? Um, and you can't always apply the same rules to everybody in every set of circumstances. And certainly those working in the public sector in a final salary scheme, it's difficult to apply the same measures um, to the open market, which has its own um, supply and demand um, uh, in a different way to, to the public sector. Did you want to add anything, Emma? <laughs> No, I think that was <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Very thorough, <laughs> thorough opinion. Thank you. So moving on to your work then. Um, so what exactly do you guys do to help doctors who are affected by the taper? So um, we look at their um, current position, but also we review their annual allowance, both historical and uh, projection and also the lifetime allowance and we're able to look at different scenarios so if a, you know if, if a doctor comes to us and says you know i'd like i'd like to retire at um you know maybe 55 even um how can i go about that um but also if i retire at 61 what am i going to get and and then we we're able to look at whether that's enough for them so yeah, I'd add that we can be really technical with the sort of minutiae of the of the scheme, and we can audit historical pay. Um, we 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 perform our calculations manually. But what I think we'll all we also help to do is help that doctor um, or anybody that we work with stand back and look at their their pension in the context of what they want to do um, for the rest of their life uh, and how that how that interacts with other savings investments. Um, and the two things that often I find that people have never really thought about is, is one, what's the actual pension that they're going to receive and from when uh, the net amount, which is difficult to calculate and the scheme doesn't provide very, the information doesn't provide very clear in helping people understand that. But then the second uh, area which will help them is to think through how much they're likely to need uh, and from when. Um, and once you've got those two sets of numbers, then you can really help them understand whether there's a shortfall um, or as, as is often the case, they're, they're, they're absolutely fine and they've got more pension than they thought they might have had. So sometimes you can help them to just to feel more confident that they haven't got a problem they otherwise thought they did. Um, do doctors specifically, um, the N I mean, the NHS pension scheme is so complicated for me. Uh, do, you, do you find that they are particularly in need of financial planning? I think because they get affected by the annual allowance and lifetime allowance, um, and because much of their um, much of their, their pension taxation is historical, so they've got to think through um, often months in advance of the year they're in when they're in when information isn't fully complete in terms of, for example, what their tax return is going to say next year. They've got to estimate that now, and so yes, because of the complexity of that, uh, because they've now got two schemes interacting with each other, so three income streams in retirement from the 1995 scheme or, or, or 2008 scheme, the 2015 scheme and the state pension, uh, it means that uh, there's just yeah an, an added layer of complexity because three incomes starting at three different times um, makes, uh, makes life a lot more complex than someone who has a set amount of capital and then is thinking about how much to draw and how often so so yeah just ad additional layers of complexity mean that mean the planning is uh, is, uh, is is important for them
Today's professional investors are overloaded with more information than ever, from digesting market and economic data to probing new trends and ideas. At Invesco, we help professional investors see the possibilities ahead by cutting through the noise to the ideas that matter. With a proven past and an eye on the future, we bring the latest thought-provoking investment analysis and diverse ideas directly to professional investors. Visit Invesco.com to see how. Invesco, let's advance together. Capital at risk. So in terms of the taper, um, we, we see a lot of calls for people who, who want the annual allowance to be scrapped. You know, what, what's your view on what you would like the government to do with the tapered annual allowance? Um, so because would define benefit schemes such as the NHS pension. Um, as we said earlier, you have much less control and, it, and it's harder to calculate without professional help. Um, you know, if, if they removed the annual allowance for defined benefit schemes and just allowed people to reach their lifetime allowance uh, you know, as fast as they liked and then catch benefits at that level, at which point, you know, then doctors and, and anyone else in defined benefit schemes could go and, and save elsewhere, you know, in, in ISIS. And then it would just simplify the whole position and, and prevent this kind of anxiety about, you know, am I going to receive a tax charge this year? And, and you know, completely unknown. So I think, yeah, if it was just simplified and they were taxed, uh, you know, at the lifetime allowance and then capped there, then, you know, it, yeah, might improve things. Yeah, I agree. We just simplify things hugely if you could say to people this is the pension that you'll get at 60 but if you reach that figure at 54 then you can either pay additional tax to retain higher benefits but with a with a, with a higher tax rate applied or you you've got the option to leave the scheme and self, save elsewhere and that would make planning far easier for the member because they could understand what they were likely to receive and from when whereas now they've just got year on year um of uh of worry um and and that level of taxation and what does the what does what's the objective of the of the restriction is it that that uh tax relief is no longer applied which that would it would achieve it would achieve that objective um whereas now we've just sort of got this middle round which is having unintended consequences if it's affecting the behavior of a workforce that uh are restricting their hours which clearly is a problem um, with uh, ever-extending waiting lists. Um, it, uh, it, yes, we are saving relatively small amount of tax in terms of what um, what the yeah the, the tax um, that the government reclaims through this. But huge implications, therefore, if we've got people at all different pay levels altering their their working um, behaviour. Thank you so much. That's great. Pleasure. Thank you so much, Emma, as well. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions or comments about anything discussed today or for Tom or Emma, you can get in touch with us on any social media at New Model Advisor. Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of your day and thanks for listening. The Advice Show is sponsored by Invesco. Today's professional investors are overloaded with more information than ever. At Invesco, we help professional investors see the possibilities ahead by cutting through the noise to the ideas that matter. Visit Invesco.com to see how. Invesco. Let's advance together. Capital at risk.